Pastor Chooks Obina Oguye. Pastor Chooks is the lead pastor of Resurrection Life Church in Johannesburg. He is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God and has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. Pastor Chooks has been involved and active in marketplace ministries. He's an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. He has taught and facilitated many leadership and entrepreneurship courses and seminars. He is the host of broadcast programs on Facebook, YouTube, and several podcast channels. Living the life with Pastor Chooks, the amazing power of woman. Thank God, it's Friday. Good evening, good evening, welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Chuck Goy here, and um, I am sharing episode 225. 225 on our series, Understanding the Goodness of God. And um, tonight, we are going to uh, continue from last week. Uh, we started a, 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 mini, a mini series, uh, The Goodness of God and Stubborn Problems. The Goodness of God and Stubborn Problems. And so today will be part four, yeah? Today is part four, the goodness of God and stop up problems, part four. All right. A few things that we established in the first uh, three parts, part one, part two, part three, uh, we said that um, stop up problems is a common phenomenon for anybody who is working with God. Uh, we, we saw in the Bible... Um, Different people who had stubborn problems. Abraham had a stubborn problem. It was barrenness. Zachariah had a stubborn problem. It was barrenness. Elijah had a stubborn problem with a drought. And Pharaoh had a, um, Moses had a stubborn problem with Pharaoh. The woman with the issue of blood had a stubborn problem. <laughs> David had a stubborn problem uh, uh, with a dream that just refuses to come to pass. And he, you know, Saul was his stubborn problem. Joseph had a stubborn problem. Uh, destiny that just was delaying and dragging and he was falling into one problem after the other. You know, different people had stubborn problems. Um, um, Isaac was going to have a stubborn problem of a drought and um, God told him, don't, don't move. Stay where you are. Stay where you are and um, I'm going to solve that problem. And Isaac's problem was solved. Okay? Uh, so so we, we, we see... Uh, we saw Elijah and uh, the, the, the army general by the name Naaman who had leprosy and that leprosy just was not going and the leprosy was ruining the man's life and career and then, you know, a solution came. So, so we identified that and then we went on to say that um, you cannot punish disobedience until your obedience is complete. You know, um, we, we identify that that there's a spirit of disobedience that has infused itself into creation. When Adam disobeyed God in the garden, uh, you know, um, a spirit of disobedience was released on creation. So creation is 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 absorbed that spirit. It's a spirit. They absorb that spirit where they don't obey instructions. They don't obey commands. Jesus taught us and said, you shall say to this mountain, move, and the mountain will move. But sometimes a stubborn problem is a mountain that just refuses to move. You are saying to it, but it's refusing to hear you. You are saying to the mulberry tree, be, be uprooted and be planted in the sea, 
and the mulberry tree is just refusing to hear. And we, 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 we deal with that all the time. Abraham kept on praying about this stubborn problem of barrenness and he refused to go. A man uh, uh, sat at, <coughs> at the pool of Bethesda for, for 38 years waiting for healing. And the, and, and the healing just refused to manifest 38 years. But Jesus showed up and Jesus broke the stubborn problem. And we said that last week that Jesus is the end of all stubborn problems. Jesus is the solution to all stubborn problems. So if you are facing a stubborn problem, what you need is Jesus. You need, you need Jesus. You need to pursue Jesus. You need to press into Jesus. You need a revelation of Jesus. Because when Jesus shows up, he breaks the stubborn problem and solves the problem. The man, the man who, was, who was sitting there for 38 years, the Bible says when Jesus knew that he had been there for a long time, in other words, when Jesus sensed that he has been dealing with a stubborn problem, Jesus stepped in and destroyed that stubborn problem, solved that man's problem. He, Jesus didn't need to wait for the, for the waters to be stirred. Jesus didn't, didn't need to wait for an angel to come. No, no, he entered the problem there, bam, and he solved. And I declare today, you have an encounter with Jesus. I declare today, an encounter with Jesus comes to you now in the name of Jesus. An encounter with Jesus comes to you that ends that stubborn problem. So, so, if you are dealing with any kind of stubborn problem, be it barrenness in your body in terms of giving birth to children or barrenness concerning, you know, finances and being able to birth a business and being able to birth income and being able to, you know, live the dream that you have always carried. I don't know what level of barrenness or barrenness of joy and, and your relationship, your marriage, you know, there's no joy in that area of your life. It's a, it's a form of barrenness. I declare today the manifestation of Jesus to break that barrenness, to end that stubborn problem. He is the end of all stubborn problems. Let me say that again. Jesus is the end of all stubborn problems. Jesus is the end of all stubborn problems. So what you need if you're facing a stubborn problem is a revelation of Jesus. There is one, only one person who, when they enter, they end the stubborn problem. His name is Jesus. So, so that's what you need. The Bible says, and he sent forth his word, and his word healed them. And he sent forth his word, and his word healed them. So, so the word is God. The word is Jesus. Jesus is the word. And he sends that word that heals you. So, so what you need if you're facing a, a problem that just refuses to go, you need healing, and it's the word of God. And I came today to bring the word of God. I came today to bring the word of God. And when you when you encounter that specific word, that specific word that 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 that, that you need, the stubborn problem is over. Listen, the disciples of Jesus Christ were facing what seemed to be a stubborn problem, a, a storm. And, and and like I said, you know, for someone expecting a breakthrough in 20 seconds and it's now taking 20 minutes, that can be a stubborn problem. If you are expecting something to come through 20 seconds, and it's now taking 20 minutes, and it's now going to 2 hours, and then 20 hours, it's become a stubborn problem. So these disciples were, were transiting across the, 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 the lake of Galilee, and that journey, I, I'm not sure how long, but it's supposed to be maybe 30 minutes, 1 hour, maximum 2 hours, and they cross. But a storm buffeted them the whole night. They were not making progress. That storm was a stubborn problem. And they were not making progress. And here comes Jesus walking on water. 
He was walking on water, the same storm that was not allowing them. Jesus was walking on top of it. I told you Jesus is the answer to all stubborn problems. Jesus was walking on water. Oh, somebody receive the, the grace of God right now as we call on the name of Jesus. Oh, shout Jesus. Scream Jesus. He is the end of that stubborn problem. Jesus walked on water. And when the disciples saw him, they, they didn't recognize that he was Jesus. They became afraid because they thought he was a ghost. Who is this walking on water? Is a ghost coming to us? Jesus said, no, 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 it's not a ghost, it's me. It's me. When Peter heard the voice of the master and, and, and said, if it is you, <laughs> bid me to come. And the master said, come. The master said, come. The master released a word, come. When he released that word, power came with that word. And power was released. And when Peter tapped into that power by obeying that word, he tapped into that power by obeying that word. That's a word that is coming to you. you. When you tap into it and obey that word, you tap into the power of that word and you terminate the stubborn problem. Do you know that Peter terminated the stubborn problem? The storm that was on, it, Peter was now walking on the water. He was walking on that storm. He was walking on the stormy water. He was walking on the stormy water because he received the word. I declare a word is released to you now. Maybe the storm problem you have been facing is the fact that you have struggled to find a spouse. You've struggled to find a spouse for years and years. Something has held you back. Something has held you down. Something has... No, no, no. Hear me now. A word is coming from the Lord that, that shatters that stubborn problem and releases your miracle to you. Peter received the word and he stepped into that atmosphere and he began to walk on water. The stubborn problem was over. The storm was over. As far as he was concerned, because he was walking on the water, he began to walk on the water. And guess what? And when he took his eyes off Jesus... He was back into the stubborn problem. But thank God, Jesus was in the neighborhood. Jesus pulled him back out of the water from drowning and they walked on water back into the boat. I'm saying to you, we serve a God that breaks stubborn problems. All right, let's go, let's go. All of that was introduction. All of that was introduction. First Kings chapter 18. Right, First Kings chapter 18. Uh, we're going to settle on that scripture. I want to bring out some principles this is, this is really powerful. You need to, you need to be ready. Alright, 1 Kings 18, verse 1. 1 Kings 18, verse 1. I'm reading 1 and 2, and then I'm going to jump to 41 to 46. And it came to pass, 1 Kings 18, 1. And it came to pass, after many days, that the word of the Lord came to Elijah. In the third year, saying, Go present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the earth. Verse 2, so Elijah went to present himself to Ahab, and there was a severe famine in Samaria. Did you get that? Alright, so, there has been a famine for, for a long time. There's been a famine, uh, I think three and a half years, that's uh, 36 months, plus 6 months, that's uh, 42 months. It's been 42 months of droughts. God came through uh, in the word of the Lord to the prophet Elijah and said to him, go and show yourself to Ahab. Remember that Elijah has been in hiding. 
Elijah has been hiding and Ahab had been sending men to look for Elijah because he says Elijah is the one who withdrew uh, the rain and Elijah is the cause of the drought and so on and so forth. It is true that Elijah, by the word of the Lord, out of the mouth of Elijah, the drought was called. It is true. Alright? So Elijah was the one who, by the word of the Lord, called the drought because of the idolatry of Ahab and, and the people of Israel. They had gone to the worship of Baal and because of their sin and so on, God commanded Elijah to call a drought. So Elijah released a drought in the earth. Uh, uh, stay with me. Elijah released a drought in the earth. And God said to him, all right, go and present yourself to Ahab. When you do, I will send rain. When you do, I will send rain. So Elijah obeyed the word of the Lord, went and presented himself to Ahab. And as, as I, you and I will expect that if he obeyed what God said, then he will have the result that God promised to, for him to have immediately. Immediately. So present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain. So he went, obeyed the word of the Lord, presented himself to Ahab. And the Bible says in verse 2, when he came out, there was severe famine. There was no rain. Instead, there was severe famine. The famine did not recede. The rain did not come. Now, 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 the, the, the rain, the, the, the rain were withdrawn by the word of the Lord through the man of God. So now, when the man of God comes out, he's expecting the rain to fall if, when he makes the command. Now he does that and nothing happens. The rain has become disobedient. The spirit of disobedience has taken over the cloud and the atmosphere. So, so there were, when he called the rain the first time, he was obedient. And the rain came through. Now, he's calling the rain, and the rain is disobedient. That's what happens. I told you stubborn problems are caused by the spirit of disobedience. Stubborn problems are caused by the spirit of disobedience that has infused and injected itself into nature and into creation. We are living in a world, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 19, that the whole world lies under the power of the evil one. So, so there is a, the evil one is the spirit of disobedience. And, and, and he infuses his nature, he infuses his essence into creation, into nature. So, so when you see volcanoes and see uh, tornadoes and see tsunamis, it's a spirit of disobedience that, don't, that, that has infused itself into creation. You know, you see droughts and you, you plant things that they're not growing. When you plant things, it's supposed to grow. Oh, yes, but you're not having crop failure and the land refuses to produce. Because from the fall in the garden, remember, that's where it came from. The spirit of disobedience had, had infused into creation. So now, this drought that the man of God called, he called the drought. Now, drought, go back. Drought doesn't want to go back. Rain, come. Rain doesn't want to come. He sent the rain away. Now he's called the rain to come. The rain doesn't want to come. The rain is now disobedient. It happens. So, so we established that last week. That your obedience has to be complete in order for you to punish and destabilize disobedience. If your obedience is not complete, you cannot destabilize disobedience. If your disobedience is not complete, you cannot, you cannot um, um, punish disobedience. The Bible says we only punish disobedience when our obedience is complete. Listen, you cannot dominate a spirit to patronize. 
You cannot dominate a spirit to patronize. Let me say that again. You cannot dominate a spirit to patronize. Let's say it together. I cannot dominate a spirit I patronize. So if you patronize the spirit of disobedience, you cannot dominate it. If you are disobedient to some instruction that God gave you, and you are, you know, and listen, you can even be disobedient for 10 years, 20 years. You can be disobedient, you know, for, for so long. As long as you are disobedient, there are certain uh, levels of authority you can't step into. Why? You can't, you can't dominate the spirit you patronize. So if you patronize the spirit of disobedience, you can't dominate it. You can't command obedience and it will obey or things will happen. No, no. The, the, this is the problem. There are many people who are in disobedience. There are many people in different types of disobedience. God told you to go to a place. God told you to submit somewhere. God told you to, you know, do one, two, three. And you don't do it. And you say, why is my blessing not coming? Why is, no, no, no. You are in disobedience. And because you are in disobedience, it's not God withdrawing anything from you. You are lacking the authority to command obedience. You are lacking authority to command obedience. That's the problem. Because authority flows from God. And when we are misaligned with God, we lack the authority to command obedience. That's the problem. So many people are praying and, and screaming. And, and they don't know why the result is not coming. See, Naaman could not get the healing. Because he was in disobedience. The prophet said, go and dip in Jordan seven times. He said, no, why? And there are rivers in, Jordan, in my town. I'll go, I'll go and dip in my town. And listen, the instruction is go to Jordan. He said, no, I want to go to Abana. I want to go to Fafa. Go, go to Fafa. <laughs> go to Fafa. And, and, and he said, a river is a river. A river is not a river. It's about obedience. God, Jesus told a blind man, go to the pool of Sid Siloam and wash and wash. He put mud on his eyes. Go and wash in John chapter 9. If that man says, why should I go? I can, there's water in my house. There's water in my house. I can take a basin and wash it. The man will remain blind. He will have died blind. The instruction was go to that pool. There was a specific instruction. God said to Je Elijah, go to the brook of Jared. I commanded a widow, uh, a, a bed, ravens to feed you there. He went there. When the time uh, uh, when the brook dried up and the time to leave came, God said, go to the widow of a widow in Zarephath. I have commanded a widow there to feed you. And he found that widow and stayed there. See, the instructions, the instructions of God carry the provision of God. Let me say that again. The instructions of God carry the provisions of God. So, so if, the if an instruction had been given and you missed it, this is time to cry for mercy. Lord, show me where I missed it. How did I miss this instruction? Why, where am I? Where am I uh, 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 that I'm not supposed to be? Where, how did I miss this instruction? Because the provisions of God are locked in in his instructions. So, uh, some of us need to pray. Maybe there's something that you are not getting or you missed out. You know, something the Lord told you to, to, to do, you are, you, you are not doing it. Or something the Lord says, stop doing and you are doing it. And then you're wondering, how come the blessing is not coming? How come the marriage is not happening? How come the, this one is not happening? If you are living in disobedience, you cannot compel obedience. You are, you are in fellowship with the spirit of disobedience. So enjoy the fellowship. 
<laughs> enjoy the fellowship, frolic, frolic with this, this spirit of disobedience. And two of you be enjoying, you know, the party. Enjoy the party with spirit of disobedience. And then don't say God is unfair that the blessing is not coming. No, no, no. It's not God holding your blessing. The goodness of God does not withhold from people. Ah, the goodness of God does not allow him to withhold from his children. He's so good, he releases to his children. The problem is that if you are not in the frequency where he released it to, because of disobedience, you are out of that frequency, then you miss the blessing. The blessing will be hanging there, it will be hanging there, but you will not be able to access it because you are in the wrong frequency. God was saying to Adam, 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 where are you? Adam, Adam, where are you? Adam was, was being looked for because he was no longer in the frequency where God met him. He was now in another frequency. So God is saying, where are you? And Adam said, I'm hiding. Adam was in disobedience. Disobedience moved him out of frequency. That's what disobedience do or does. Disobedience moves you out of frequency. Adam was no longer in the frequency where he and God has fellowship every day. Him and God normally met at a certain frequency and they connected powerfully. Now, he's outside of that frequency because disobedience. Disobedience will move you out of the frequency. And when God comes to that frequency, he is calling you. I don't know what your name is, but God is calling you. Where are you? Your blessing is calling you. Where are you? Your wealth and increase is calling you. Where are you? Your babies are calling you. Where are you? But you are in a different frequency. You are out of frequency. You are out of line. You are somewhere and your blessing is somewhere. May the Lord help you to connect. I speak as a prophet of God today and I command an alignment. An alignment with you and in the frequency where God has placed your blessing. Your abundance is in a certain frequency. Listen to me. Your status as a billionaire on the planet is in a frequency. There's a frequency when you connect to that frequency things begin to light up. The Bible talks about the lines falling for us in pleasant places. There's a frequency where pleasantness begin to line up on top of line on top of pleasantness but if you miss that frequency because you are in disobedience your blessing <laughs> your blessing will be hanging there and you can be out of frequency for 10 years 20 years 30 years 40 years 50 years god have mercy 60 years a whole lifetime 80 years you're out of frequency my goodness and you died and never fulfilled what God had for you because you are, and you are saying God, and you are thinking God is, you know, God, uh, God is so good. He has to have mercy on me. Uh, no, no, no. His mercy is already there in that frequency. Connect the frequency. It's not about sentiments. It's not about crying. You know, you can cry and cry and cry and cry and cry. If you're outside of that frequency, no, no, no. The mercy of God will be for that you are hearing this message right now. That's the message of God that you're hearing this message now, that you will repent and dissociate yourself from the spirit of disobedience and realign to the frequency of God. And then, boom, the blessings start flowing. Boom, the miracle starts flowing. The husband comes, the babies come, the, 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 the children come, the, the, the money comes. I, I don't know what it is. If you are outside of alignment with the frequency where your blessing has been programmed into, hallelujah. So once again, you cannot dominate a spirit you patronize. Number, you know, the, the, the third point I want to throw, throw out for us tonight. In the face of contrary circumstances, stand with what God said. Stand with God and stand with his word to you. That's what Elijah did. This is a spiritual principle. When you have followed the instruction of God, 
you are not in disobedience. Like in this case now, Elijah was not in disobedience. The, uh, the word of the Lord to Elijah was, go to, present yourself to Ahab, go to his palace, present yourself, and I'll send rain. So Elijah is not in disobedience. Elijah is in God, he did, and then there is still uh, uh, non-compliance with the weather. <laughs> the rains are not non-compliant. The rains are operating by the spirit of disobedience. So guess what? Because his obedience is complete, he is ready to judge that disobedience. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Because his obedience is complete, he is ready to judge that disobedience. I speak to you, Grace, to judge the disobedience of the things that are supposed to align for you. Judge the disobedience of wealth that is not aligning to you. Judge the disobedience of, of children that is not aligning to you. Judge the disobedience of marriage that is not aligning to you. Judge it when you have obeyed God. For somebody, tonight, tonight is your greatest breakthrough. Tonight is your greatest breakthrough as you realign your heart and say, God, I am sorry for being in disobedience. Now you are in obedience. You are now ready to judge disobedience. Hallelujah. When you are in obedience, you are ready to judge disobedience. So what it is is, for Elijah, the word of the Lord is, go to Ahab and I will send rain. So he went to Ahab and he believed God. You will have sent rain. The world may not be seeing rain. Israel may not be seeing rain. The nation may not be seeing rain. But your word says, I have sent rain. I don't know who you are. God said, I have healed you. That's the word of the Lord. The sickness might still be in the body. But God said, I have healed you. God said, I have blessed you with the husband. He may not be in your life right now, but the word of the Lord stands. God said, I have made you rich. God said, I've given you the wealth of the Gentiles. God said, I've set you up as a, a global industrialist. God said, I've set you up as a, as a mega international business tycoon. I have set you up. The word of the Lord has been released. You, your bank account may not be experiencing it. Your, your bedroom may not be experiencing the presence of a spouse. <laughs> your, 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 your baby's court may not be experiencing the presence of a baby, even though the word of the Lord has come. Now, when you have obeyed God, the next thing is stay in agreement with what God has said. That the circumstance is not agreeing. Don't agree with the circumstance that is disobedient. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't agree with the circumstance and then begin to doubt God and begin to blame God and say, God, you're not good. And say, God, you're not, uh, you're not fulfilling your word. No, no. If God spoke to you and you obeyed God, now stay with God. Stay with his word. Agree with God and disagree with the spirit of disobedience walking in whatever it is you are, you are commanding to align. I don't know if you're getting me. You are, you are commanding something to align, but they are not obeying. You are not going to agree with that disobedience. No, you agree with God. In other words, your spiritual senses, your spiritual senses, you know, the way we have physical senses, we have spiritual senses. We have sense of sight, sense of taste, sense of smell, sense of touch, sense of hearing. You know, all the five senses, sight, smell, touch, you know, um, Smell, hearing, you know, five of them. The same, we have a, a parallel in the spirit. So, so, allow your five spiritual senses to stay connected with what God said. In other words, God said, you are married. You agree. You agree with God. 
your spiritual senses shall see you as married. God said you are healed. You must agree. Your spiritual senses must feel healing. You must feel wholeness. This is why you got to get up and go. If you say, I am healed, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. You walk and act like somebody who has who's healed. You can't say you are healed and then you're lying on the bed. Except if you cannot get up. But if you're able to get up, get up and go. Act like you're healed. Continue to act like you're healed. Because you are agreeing with God, not with the circumstance. You can't say I'm healed and you're still lying down and complaining. Listen, if you can walk, walk. If all you can do is to lift a leg, lift that leg. Do what you can to agree with God. Listen, it doesn't matter how little the effort is. Agree with God. And do, do not agree with the stubborn situation. Agree with God. So if God says you are married, agree with God and act like a married person. <laughs> act like a married person. Start attending married people's fellowship. Oh yes, I, you know, I have seen this work so many times. Start attending married people's fellowship. I remember a sister who attended our single ladies boot camp. And then, you know, I, I taught them this principle. Today, as we graduate you from the single ladies boot camp, we graduate you into the married people's fellowship. You're no longer in the singles congress. You're no longer sitting on the singles bench. You are now in the married people's zone. So start acting like married people, a married, ma married person. So if there is a marriage seminar, attend. I told the ladies, from today, you are welcome to attend the marriage seminars. So this lady, you know, we, we had a marriage seminar a couple of weeks down the road after that single ladies boot camp. She attended. And for what was even interesting was that she paid for two people. She paid for herself and for a spouse. Listen, for a spouse she hasn't met. She bought two tickets. So she, she bought a couple's ticket and came alone. And when she came alone, I saw, because I saw the registration and I saw that she bought a, a ticket. So I, I was expecting her to come with somebody. But she came alone. So I asked, ah, but you bought a, a ticket, a couple's ticket. He said, I bought it by faith. I bought it by faith. And I, she came alone. I said, have you met someone? He said, no. I said, this seminar is the last, because you've acted by faith, is the last you will attend as a single person. You're not coming alone again. <laughs> and we put faith to work. And I released my blessing upon that lady. By the time we had the next seminar, she was already engaged. She met somebody, supernatural connection. She met somebody and she was already engaged. What am I telling you? These things work. These things work. So, never agree with the stubborn circumstances. Instead, agree with God. This is what Elijah did. Look at verse, verse 41. And El then Elijah said to her, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. Can, did you see that? There's no rain anywhere in the physical. But as far as Elijah is concerned, God said there is rain. When God said rain is coming, Elijah agreed with God. Elijah did not agree with the drought. He came out of a, a Ahab's palace and saw severe famine. He didn't agree with it. He said there is rain. There is rain. There is rain. And he, tell, he told Ahab, go up and eat. There is the sound of abundance of sound. His ears were hearing sound. His ears were hearing sound. Sound of abundance of rain. Rain was pouring. Rain was pouring. And he said, yo. So, 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 he, 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 he aligned his spiritual senses. So, he's, he was feeling rain. <laughs> what we are dealing with, when you are dealing with a stubborn problem, is the war of agreement. 
you are you are in a war of agreement it's a war of agreement so so uh, who are you going to agree with whose report would you believe whose report would you believe you can believe the report of the lord or you can believe the report of the stubborn situation believe the report of the bible says let all men be liars let god be true let your situation be a liar let god be true agree with god so so god said you are healed but the symptoms are in your body no don't start agreeing with that symptom <laughs> stay with god stay with god stay with god stay with god what god said i'm healed i'm healed I am not going to acknowledge this circumstance. I'm not going to acknowledge this symptom. I'm not going to agree with it. I'm not going to agree with it. I agree. Someone said, am I not living in denial? No, you are living in faith. That's what it means to walk by faith. Because faith without works is dead. So your actions have to align with what God has spoken. If you believe, if you're saying you're married, you are going to be married, and the word of the Lord came to you concerning marriage, receive that word and act like you know. That you have been delivered from the singles congress. Start attending marriage fellowship. Oh yes. Find something that you do. That reminds you. That reminds you. Of the fulfillment of the word of the Lord to you. And start doing it. I know for some lady. She went and bought her wedding gown. Every once a month. She will wear that wedding gown. And walk around her house. And thanking God for her wedding day. For her, that was, you know, action towards the, the wedding. And she will walk around. Walk, you see, even if you don't, you can't buy the, the wedding gown you're going to use on your wedding day. Buy a mock one. Oh, yes, go in the shops. Go to China Mall. There are wedding gowns, cheap ones. Buy it if it helps you. 1,000 rand, 2,000 rand. Buy one and use it to, to build your faith. Use it to agree with God. Pray Pray in that wedding gown every Saturday. Wait for one hour and walk around and thank God for your husband and thank God for your man. Yes, I'm telling you, these are the things you do. Oh, my time has run out. I, I could have told you stories of people acting by faith and, and boom, it came. It came through. By faith. Boom, it came through. So, so why don't you go out by faith and start looking at that car that you believe. Yes, you don't have the money in the account, but go by faith. Go by faith and go to the dealership and price it. Go, go by faith uh, to the expo <laughs> and, 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 check out, and check out the car or check out the house or check out the property. or check. I don't know what it is you're believing for. Go by faith. Start acting like you know <laughs> that it's done. That's, what it, that's how you shift a stubborn problem. Move out, of, move out of the frequency of that stubborn problem. So it's about agreeing with what god said <laughs> agree with let your actions agree with what god said don't 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 move out of the frequency of the stubborn problem move into the frequency of the word of the lord start acting like you're healed start acting like you're married start acting like you own that car start acting like you own the business let your actions agree with god not with the stubborn problem and you begin to shift yourself out of the frequency of the stubborn problem. I'm going to continue this tomorrow. When I do episode 226, I'm going to continue tomorrow. But for tonight, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? You've been misaligned. 
You've been out of frequency with the promise of God uh, because of disobedience, because of stubbornness, because of rebellion, because of ignorance. You didn't understand the spiritual principles. But tonight you are saying, Lord, I am sorry. I go back. I align myself. I align myself. I align myself. And when you do, uh, you're going to see miracles. Can I pray? Father, I pray for my hearer tonight. My brother, my sister, who feels convicted in their spirit, and they've been out of alignment, but they're coming back into alignment. Their heart is coming to the frequency of your word to them, the frequency of your promise to them. Lord, I pray now, in the name of Jesus, that that stubborn problem bow, that that stubborn problem submits and bow in the mighty name of Jesus. We, we declare testimony. We declare, we declare a testimony right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. And uh, this is Dr. Chuksu. Go ahead. I will be uh, continuing this teaching tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. This is your opportunity to share this video with somebody. Somebody around you needs to hear what you've heard tonight. And let's continue tomorrow as we approach episode 226 with, with faith in Jesus' name. Bye-bye. Good night. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website .reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.